Being an advisor for a CTSO or a career and technical student organization can seem like just one more thing. You are already busy with all of your lesson planning, then to add a CTSO on top of that can seem super overwhelming. So today we're going to talk about looking at the big picture of a CTSO and how you can stay sane and still run one if you choose to do so. Maintaining or increasing enrollment. Staying on top of ever-changing content. Incorporating best teaching practices. These are just some of the challenges that we face as CTE teachers. Welcome to the On Your Prep podcast. My mission is to empower every career and technical educator to love going to work each day because they are teaching what they are passionate about in addition to applying great teaching principles. In last week's episode, we talked about enjoying your summer break while still being prepared for next year. Thinking about a CTSO is one of those ways that you can think about a big picture, but also being prepared for next year. Before we get too far into this episode, I want to remind you about the purpose of a CTSO. While it is really exciting to have your students compete, that really isn't the ultimate goal of a CTSO. CTSOs are meant to give leadership opportunities and more importantly, have a place for students to feel like they belong in an organization or to a group. No matter where you are in your CTSO advisor journey, whether you are just starting out or whether you have been an advisor for several years, you need to really make sure that you know about the compensation that is available to you as an advisor. And this will vary based on your district or your LEA and even your state. If there is any compensation involved as far as a stipend goes, what you also need to find out is what are the requirements to get the stipend. For years, my husband had been running a CTSO, or at least he had had students competing in a CTSO, but because he wasn't having a documented regular leadership meeting and also doing certain service projects, he was never getting the stipend necessary. There was also something that he ran into. He took students back to several national conferences and he had found out that he could get a stipend for attending those as well as a per diem. And he had mentioned this to another FCCLA advisor in his school, so a teacher in his school, and she had been going back to multiple national conferences and never getting any compensation whatsoever. And I don't think that our district was withholding that information. It's just that people weren't asking the right questions. So then, of course, she wanted to possibly get some back pay, which wasn't possible because the fiscal year had ended. So make sure that especially at this, if you're in the summer right now, to kind of find out what you need to do so that you can structure your year so that you can make sure that you qualify for those stipends if they are available. While it would be great for you to just have that warm, fuzzy feeling inside, you still need to eat at night. And having that extra stipend for the extra time that you're putting in does help. The next way that you can stay sane by being an advisor for a CTSO is to find the CTSO that fits you and your students the best. There is normally a natural fitting CTSO for the classes that you teach. Maybe it's HOSA, maybe it's FCCLA, maybe it's SkillsUSA, TSA. There are a bunch. 
but there is probably one that naturally fits. Even though there's one that naturally fits, it may not be the best CTSO for you and your current situation. So for example, I have been a member myself of FCCLA and even went to nationals. And then I have been an advisor for SkillsUSA and TSA. So I have some experience in being in various different CTSOs and organizations and how they run and how they function. When I first started teaching, I was at a school who had a very strong SkillsUSA chapter, so much so that there were three of us advisors, which was really, really nice because then we could kind of split up the requirements and the things that we needed to do to keep our chapter functioning. So we had one advisor who would take the students to the fall leadership. And then we would all chaperone when we went to competitions, but then we would rotate who was there and who was available on our monthly activities and meetings at the school. Having three of us made it really, really convenient for us to still be a part of the CTSO and still have a family life. Now, a few years later, I had been the sole TSA advisor in my entire district. So if I wanted any students to participate in TSA, I was really the only one who even knew what was going on. It made it a little bit more challenging, but there were some pros and cons about the actual organization itself. In the state of Utah, with TSA, our students are allowed to complete in multiple competitions at the conferences because there are less students who are actually in TSA. Alternatively, SkillsUSA is huge, and so students can only participate in one competition, even if it's a leadership competition. Once again, those are pros and cons, and however you want to look at it, there are some considerations that you should think about. Another thing to note is there is quite a bit of crossover between the different CTSOs. And so if you do want to be in a situation where maybe you are at a school with a very strong chapter of FBLA, then maybe you don't start DECA. You piggyback onto FBLA and be an another advisor and maybe see if there are some competitions that your students would still thrive in or just being part of that organization would allow students to have a better experience because more students would be involved. So do your research and find out what is going to be the best fit for you as well as your students. So a little bit to review this last point is when you are looking at a particular CTSO, think about the size of the existing chapter, if there is an existing chapter in your school and also your state, and then think about the possibility of what competitions are available and maybe how that structure looks when your students would be participating in those competitions at your various conferences. The final thing that I want to talk about when keeping your sanity and being a CTSO advisor is to look at your family life balance with being an advisor. It can be really, really easy, especially when you get into competitions, to spend all of your time at your school getting your students ready for competitions. 
While competitions are probably for another episode because there is quite a bit of strategy and boundaries to be set, I want to remind you about having those regular activities because that's what's going to serve the larger group of students who you will be serving with your CTSO. There are some boundaries that you're going to want to put into place when it comes to those activities. You want students to participate because if only three or four kids come to those activities, then you're probably not going to have a very good showing as the year progresses. So you do want to find an ideal time where they are able to come, but you also want to make sure that it works for you. So some things that we have done in the past that has worked for us is to find a particular day of the month and have it on that day every single month, whether it's the third Wednesday or the fourth Tuesday, whatever it is, it's always that same day. That way your students remember it and it also helps your family remember it as well. And then think about what time works best. So this year with COVID, our students actually got out an hour earlier than they normally would have. And so they weren't starting work until an hour later. And it was actually really easy to slip in an activity in that time period where they weren't normally doing anything. They weren't going home yet. They weren't doing homework and they weren't working. Another thing you could think about is possibly having an activity later in the evening, maybe after you've already had dinner and you've had all your commitments at home, maybe you've put your children to sleep and then you can have a babysitter or your spouse watch the children while they're sleeping and you go back to the school and have an activity. Before I get carried away and go too much into competitions, because I really do think that that is an entire episode on its own, I want to review some things that you can do today and over the summer to help you stay sane while becoming an advisor for a CTSO. The first one was do your research and find out what requirements you might need to make in order to get compensated or a stipend if that is possible in your district school or LEA. The next thing is to find the right CTSO for you. And it could be that it is the one that's related to your content, or it could be one that possibly is just a little bit more convenient because it you already have a larger chapter at your school and there's already other advisors involved. And then finally, things to consider so that you can keep a work-life balance with your CTSO and still have a life outside of the school. A great way to promote your CTSO is actually through social media. I'm going to be starting a five-day free challenge to revamp your social media to promote your program. I'd love to have you join us so that we can get one more thing checked off your list this summer. Make sure to sign up for the waitlist at kristenmasick.com forward slash waitlist. It's K-H-R-I-S-T-E-N-M-A-S-S-I-C forward slash waitlist. And I will be sure to get in contact with you and let you know when we are going to get started and what we will be doing. Until next time. 